People of the Earth, welcome to Atomic Radio. I am your host, the Atomic Clown. We're only one day from Halloween as of this recording. On one hand, I am currently residing in Germany where Halloween is not particularly a thing, at least I've been told by natives. However, I am not sure what the ratio is for expatriate United States dwellers in this neighborhood in particular, so I have no idea what to expect come tomorrow. We should have a bowl of candy out for the children, should any children be coming. I feel like they're probably going to show up one way or another, and then we're going to be in an awkward position. That's never happened to me before, luckily, but that's always because I've been in a house that had candy. Personally, I don't like handing out candy, because I hate children. So, whatever. (laughs) In any case, I am excited about Halloween. Not because I give a shit about the holiday, but because it is an excuse to sit down and watch a shit ton of horror films, and also eat disgusting food that is considerably delicious. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> we've uh, we've selected some Halloween films, as, as is our familial tradition. We each pick one, and we, and we watch them all on Halloween. I have selected Ghost Watch because my parents have yet to see that film. And those of you who are familiar with my series of reviews on YouTube titled My Peace know that I respect Ghostwatch as a horror film tremendously. And I think that it will be a good balance of not so scary that they'll piss themselves, but also not so tame that it is boring and not a horror film. And also we'll be eating candy, I'm sure. I don't know. We didn't get any because the last time I was there, like my stepfather was like, no, we'll probably get candy sometime between now and then. I was like, ah, it's like a week away, but I don't know. I do have cookie and brownie mix that I could make, I guess. That would feel weird, but c'est la vie. My stepfather has selected Bubba Hotep for his Halloween film, which is one that I have not seen, but has been in my library for some time. And my mother has been uh, a real pain in the ass trying to figure one out, but I believe that she's settled on Stigmata, uh, starring Patricia Arquette and Gabriel Byrne, another film that I have never seen and have also never heard of. Hopefully that will uh, end up being interesting and entertaining. And if not, uh, maybe the other two will. I mean, Ghostwatch will certainly be entertaining, because it's fucking great. I'm not in top form today because I'm just sort of running into this uh, improvised like the last episode was. So I don't know what much has happened since the last time I recorded this. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't get into the details of that, but um, I don't know. It's weird to think about. That makes two consecutive relationships that I have ended for the sake of my own mental health, my own self-respect, and my confidence. Honestly, I'm not going to get too, like, fruity about it all. (laughs) That's probably not the right word, but still. I'm really glad to be at a point in my life where where I can actually bring myself to end a relationship that means a lot to me. Because when when I'm in relationships, I'm all the way in. I'm very invested. Uh, I've, I've always been... A romantic, I guess. 
So when I do enter a relationship, it's kind of the highlight of, I don't know, everything. <laughs> but uh, obviously that makes it all the more difficult to uh, lose, let alone actually cut it off yourself. And all my life, I was the one that got dumped. For the most part, I have ended a total of three romantic relationships now. The last two, and then one years ago in high school. It was actually the day that I was forced out of Oregon to live with my mother. But yeah, I'm just glad that I'm at a point where I, where I care enough about myself, and I, I have enough confidence and respect for myself to stop and think like, this is not the behavior that I deserve in this relationship. I don't deserve to feel this anxiety. Uh, you know, I don't deserve to be spoken to in a poor way like this or whatnot. And I'm not referring to any particular relationship when I give those examples because I think it would be pretty poor form for me to just go into detail about what <laughs> what happens in in my previous relationships. I think it'd be shitty because they can't be here to defend themselves. It's yeah, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I ended the relationship, and I'm proud of it, even if it's unfortunate. I'm still happy that I that I can do that. So, that has happened. So now it's me. <laughs> Beyond that, work has picked up a bit. We just got some uh, some new contracts, so I've been able to get in hours that I've been wanting to get in, because it has been a little uh, slow as of late. Not stagnant slower than I would like to be, because I like to do my work. I am currently taking a course at my university for an introduction to film studies, which immediately I thought, oh my god, this is one of the two things I'm passionate about. This is going to be great. But like all of the <laughs> academic courses on things that I actually enjoy, it has really ruined it. <laughs> I am hating this class tremendously so far. We are in week two of this class, and there are two assignments each week. One is just a discussion piece where we have to respond to certain questions and then reply to two other students in the class over the course of two days with anything, I guess. And then the other is is an assignment of just like, it's, it's different each week, but basically it's, it's analysis of particular films that you select, but still. On the surface, that sounds fine, but in practice... It's not. I have a B- minus in this class right now because one of my two assignments was graded a 75 out of 100. And she didn't give, I don't think she gave like a specific reason why, the, the teacher, I mean. <laughs> like she said like something was missing or something, but she didn't, she didn't list what it was or something. I can't remember exactly, which makes it all the more frustrating to explain. But yeah, so I got full marks on the first assignment, and then on the second assignment, I got 75%, which brings the overall grade of the entire course to a B- for some reason. Then on the assignment for this week, which is yet to be graded because this week is still ongoing, there was an assignment of having to, it said, rewatch a film that you're familiar with and then fill out this, this sheet, basically, of like all these different questions of how like cinematography was used and shit. And some of those questions, a few of those questions, frankly, were pretty shitty questions that I ultimately, I literally had to answer saying, I don't understand this question, and I really just, like, it doesn't make sense to me. One of the questions is, what is the framing of the film? 
what the fuck do you mean? It's a feature length film. There are many frames in it. There are a lot of different shots that have different kinds of framing. What do you, what, what are you asking? And I, I, and I consulted the textbook for this class to see if there, if there were like specifics that I was missing. Like if that terminology is used in a, in a way I'm not familiar with, but I could not find anything. It's like, what is the point of view of this film? It's like a third person overall, I guess. There are a lot of different characters. I don't know what the hell you want. Like really shittily phrased questions. How is movement used in the film? I don't fucking know. People are moving all over. I, I chose the thing. I chose John Carpenter's The Thing because it's like, that's something I can I can probably speak pretty adeptly on, maybe. Uh, characters move toward the camera in particular scenes to create a more immersive experience for the viewer because we're moving with them. And this really, this doesn't help anything. And I know I'm going to get a shitty grade on it. Another thing is that this teacher is, is mostly one of those hands-off teachers who, like, I've had a few of those in my experience going to uh, an online university. They'll more or less just copy and paste a particular response for, you know, they'll, they'll grade something 100% and then copy and paste, like, Fantastic job, Atomic! You completed these specific things for this assignment. I especially like how you, whatever, uh... You noted this particular method, which does this particular thing. And it's like, you very clearly didn't type this out independently. This is this is obviously something that you pasted into everybody else who you graded 100%. Uh, so she seems to do a bit of that. And she also, she posted 13 times in the, in the course discussion for this week. Just random shit, like random links to like websites talking about methods of cinematography or something and it's like no one's responding to them and she's not responding to anybody else she's just posting these constantly all hours of the day hello hello scholars what do you think about this and it's like being on facebook <laughs> so i just fucking let me give me questions that i can actually answer that actually make sense in in this goddamn class and it, it sucks when you get a class for something that you actually really enjoy, something that's creative. And then because it's an academic version of, of the thing you enjoy, it ruins it. Like I, I take in creative writing. I took it in high school and I think I took it a, a little bit in, in this semester of college. And I always perform pretty poorly in it because it's like one of the assignments back in my high school creative writing class was just like literally just write a short story that has dialogue in it. And I wrote an entire story that had no dialogue. <laughs> like, just because it, I, I just felt pressured of like, ah, well, this is an assignment now, so I can't, I feel like I can't be as creative as I typically am. And like, that's clearly like a mental thing. Like, that's a personal thing. But fuck me. <laughs> the only class I ever failed in my academic career is a grammar class, which surprises a lot of people given that I'm a writer <laughs> and I would like to think my vocabulary's okay, but it's because the entire class was, it wasn't about learning correct grammar, it was about learning this trivial bullshit that nobody will ever need to know. And ask Stephen King what an intransitive verb is and see if you get, if, see if he can t tell you exactly what it is. Because I'm gonna guarantee you he doesn't, he doesn't know what a garand phrase or whatever the fuck is, but that's what the entire class was. And I failed that class because that's what it all was, but was, was all this stupid shit that you can't remember. 
transitive verbs and intransitive verbs and Garen phrases and all this. That's all I remember from the entire thing is those three names for things that I, I still don't even know what they are. And nobody has ever needed to know what they are. So, c'est la vie. But yeah, it's, I, I can definitely tell that that's where this course is going. And I, I've never been an academic. I really just don't give a shit about academics. I don't, I don't care about grades and whatnot. So I, and honestly, for, for, for the discussion piece of, of the course this week, it's all, none of it is opinionated. So we can't, the students in this course, we can't respond to each other with anything because there's not, we can't share an opinion on, on these things that are factual. It's like, what is diegetic and non-diegetic sound? Explain how they affect film. And then you, you, you put what, what diegetic and non-diegetic sound is, you post it to as a discussion response. And then you have to reply to two other people who are defining what, what these things factually are. How do I give a response to somebody else saying exactly what, what do I make up to respond to that with? There's no, I can't form an opinion there because it's not a debatable topic or anything. I feel this particular way about non-diegetic sound. What the hell do, what, what do I say? So I just can't respond to anything this week, which means that my, my, my grade in this course is going to just plummet to the ground, which is unfortunate because you would think that a creative course like, like, like introduction to film studies would be good. And it's not. Uh, the teacher is not great. The assignments are pretty shitty and it doesn't make sense. So I guess I'll just never be a film critic then. <laughs> Cause I guess this is what you have to do to, to, to get your foot in the door is answer irrelevant bullshit that that doesn't make sense. But anyway, I don't want to sound bitter. Let's get back to you. What have you been up to? I'm going to wait 10 seconds for you to tell me about your day today. So that it feels like a more immersive experience. Alright, starting now. Wow. That is certainly... Wow. <laughs> God, I love these talks that we have because... I love you. Anyway, I recently got a 16 terabyte uh, hard drive <laughs> to add on to the 16 terabytes I already had. So I currently have like 650 films in my library and a shit ton of shows and thousands of YouTube videos. And now it's doubled. So this storage is going to last me years. And I'm so I'm so happy about that <laughs> because once you get into hoarding data like this, you know, piracy and all of that. You really just can't go back. You, you get addicted. It's like, well, I really just want to have all these films in my library and, and have them sorted. And like, if the internet goes out, then I'll, I'll have all this shit that I can just watch. And it's, it's, it's such a high. It's such a thing that you can feel proud. It's like collecting stamps, but uh, considerably better. <laughs> but, you know, using that storage, I recently uh, finished watching two. Uh, sort of classic great shows that like people talk about uh, from HBO. Uh, one of them was The Sopranos. Watch that from start to finish, and that was great. The ending was weird. Not going to go into any details because evidently 
not everybody's watched the show because I just finished it. Yeah, the ending was a little weird, but I, I wasn't offended by it terribly. It's it's just like I didn't find it as offensive as as the general like consensus response to the finale was when it came out. I was cool with it. But yeah, overall good show, worth the watch. Nice. After that, just like a few days ago, I finished Oz, starring J.K. Simmons, Ernie Hudson, and a bunch of other people that got more famous after that. The Mayhem Allstate guy is in it for a lot. The chief detective or whatever from Dexter, the chick is in it. A bunch of other people. (laughs) Uh, But J.K. Simmons is a Nazi in it, so that's great. Love to see him take on such a brave role. But they're great shows, uh, both of them. Oz was more like, probably, if I were a weaker man, one of the most depressing things. (laughs) There is no feeling good in that fucking show, and there are six seasons of not feeling good. I think six. I, I might be wrong, but there are many seasons of just not feeling good, of just people getting killed, people getting fucked over, shit going wrong, people not getting out of jail. That's pretty much what the entire show is. And, and it's like, at, at some point, I was just like, I, I want to finish this story, but I also just really want this show to be over. I'm, I really just need it to be done. And I sat through all of it, and I paid attention to all of it, but it, it just got to that point of like, I, I, I just want to get to the end already. So yeah, don't look at Oz if you're looking for something that... Uh, you can really hang on to for like characters or anything is not a tremendous amount of likable people in that. And the story, you know, yeah. So now I am watching squid game, which everybody has been talking about. And that's, that's why I got it. It was like, I, I purposefully didn't look into it. I just saw that everybody was talking about this new show on Netflix called Squid Game that was some Korean show. And it's like, well, I like Korean things. I like Japanese things. I like Asian things. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look at the plot at all, really. Like, I, I just looked at the, at the IMDb description or whatever. And it's like, people have to participate in a, in a game show that, like, seems like it's for kids. I mean, it's not a game show. It's a game. <laughs> um... I mean, I guess it's it's technically a game show, if you think about it. But yeah, people have to participate in, in childish games that have deadly consequences, and then they'll get a bunch of money if they win. That's about all, all the context I had, and I, I kept like having to put it off, because I was in the middle of Oz, and I was doing The Sopranos a little bit before that. And it's like, I, I, I don't know, do I want to just stack that on top? And then my... My folks are watching Vikings, and and they don't want to put a bunch of other things to keep track of on top of that. But yeah, just like a few days ago, we started Squid Game. We just watched episode two last night. Uh, And I I think we're hoping to binge it this weekend, but maybe not. That would have to happen today, frankly, because if we're going to watch three different films tomorrow, that's going to take up a good chunk of the day. Probably won't allow much time to uh, watch a bunch of episodes of Squid Game. Yeah, I'm enjoying it uh, so far. Like, it's not, I don't, I don't really have anything new to say <laughs> that anybody else hasn't, I'm sure. But uh, cinematography is, is being done very well. The dialogue is being done very well. There's some cliches. I wish they didn't start the episode with everything going wrong for the main character. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but fucking whatever. 
I, I just, I always find that to be a little too on the nose. It's like the, the pilot episode of Fargo, the show, when Martin Freeman's character is like literally getting bullied by his high school bully and his two sons and his wife is talking down to him and then they go visit his brother and then the brother talks down about what a failure he is despite him being the younger brother and the and Martin Freeman being the older one he goes to work at his insurance like he's an insurance salesman and then he tries to sell people insurance but he sucks at it's like wow this really uh this really doesn't seem subtle i don't think that this world is very realistic when literally everything is just the worst for this character it, it just seems weird to me, and I, I, I don't like it as a trope, and I, I, I found it unfortunate that that is how Squid Game begins. But it has certainly proven itself to be quite interesting in, in a lot of ways thus far. So, holding on to that very dearly, and enjoying it so far. Unless the show gets really shitty after episode 2, it will probably be remaining in my library. This is what happens when I just sit here and talk to myself without writing out a list of topics for me to address. This is what talking to myself is like. I've caught myself doing that a lot lately. I, I just make jokes that only I will laugh at, and I make them alone in the room uh, with no one. And then I make myself laugh, and then I feel weird, because it's like, if anybody else were here, they would not have found that bullshit funny, but I just thought of it just sitting here in my room alone. <laughs> Which is exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm talking into a computer and laughing at nothing. <laughs> it's good to laugh, though. Even if it's, even if it's over nothing. Always laugh. Joker. I wonder if people, I wonder if people are still dressing up as the Joker this year. I don't know. I thought there was some news the other day about Kristen Stewart wanting to play the Joker or or something alongside Robert Pattinson's Batman. Aren't they aren't they broken up? Didn't she cheat on him with the director of one of the Twilight movies? <laughs> and and like I, I I remember I looked on Wikipedia, I was like, did they make up or are they back together or something? But I couldn't find anything about their relationship having rekindled. So it's like, what that that's a weird thing to say, Kristen. But God, after after the DC fandom event, there were so many trailers for new DC shit. And admittedly, DC television and film has been pretty shitty overall. Uh, frankly, all of DC films sucks except for the Dark Knight trilogy. And I think Man of Steel was pretty good. And I think Bat people shit on Batman versus Superman, but I thought it was okay for the most part. It certainly got a lot of shitty aspects to it, but. I really found it fine for for the most part. Definitely nowhere near like perfect or overall good, but fine. I the only film that I have been actively anticipating uh is The Batman with Robert Pattinson and Paul Dano and Jeffrey Wright and other people. Uh Colin Farrell who does not look like Colin Farrell at all, which I find great. It would be nice to see Colin Farrell be in a role where he's not uh, just speaking in a monotone voice and and acting really dryly like the most bland character ever, because I've seen him do that multiple times in The Lobster and The Killing of the Sacred Deer. It's like, why are you being typecast as this guy that that can't act and is really weird and boring? <laughs> 
Compare his performance in Daredevil with Ben Affleck to his performance in The Lobster. But yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that film. I hope to God that that can become like a thing. Maybe there'll be a new Dark Knight trilogy with Robert Pattinson and Batman because he looks like he'll do a good job. But I don't want to get ahead of myself when obviously the film is not, you know, out yet. It just looks really good. It looks like a great direction for it to go. So yeah, very much looking forward to that. I watched the trailer for The Flash. And I hate this iteration of The Flash. I don't think it's the actor's fault. I think Ezra Miller is probably fine. I think it's 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 the way that they have written the character. Because when I saw Justice League for the first time, I found him to be the worst part of the entire film. It was like he's like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. And he's constantly making jokes that have no relevance and are really stupid and not funny. Like they're they're uh, the Justice League's getting into an argument and then he just randomly is like this might be a bad time to mention I have like an allergy problem or some shit like that. That didn't have any relevance to the context of what was happening now. You, you're literally just saying something random in the hopes of it being funny. And it's so not funny. It's so fucking annoying. God, I hate you. God damn you. But yeah, this new trailer isn't, isn't too much of that, luckily. Uh, but it, it, it pissed me off because it left me wanting more. And, and I, I don't mean that in like, God, this trailer is so fucking fantastic, but it's like they show the silhouette of, of an old Batman who is probably Michael Keaton. And, and then they show like he's the flash is, is about to pull a tarp off of something that we can't tell what it is. And when he pulls it off, the camera cuts to black so we can't see what it is. And then he goes like, holy fucking shit. And, and it's like, God damn it. I, I don't want you to reveal too much in the trailer, like that would bother me more, but still, like, fuck me. If they showed if they showed Michael Keaton Batman in the trailer, I think that would be fine. They showed fucking Alfred Molina Doc Ock in, in the new Spider-Man trailer, so I, I think like that's what gets it, it gets the hype going, even if it spoils the fact that he's going to be in it. As long as you have other shit to show off that's gonna be even better than that, go for it. That'll reel people in. If if Alfred Molina didn't show up in the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, I would not give a shit about that movie. <laughs> that truly was a game changer of like, oh my fucking God. And then I, I God, I, I'm not like super passionate about, about the, 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 the Fox Spider-Man trilogy or anything, but it's, it's just like one of those things of like, I grew up with that. And now it's going to be like all these things are coming together. Fox is coming together with Marvel and, and we can finally get the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we always wanted. And Tobey Maguire, will he be back? I don't know. <laughs> it does sort of seem like things are, are just going pretty well in in media these days. I mean, I, that sounds stupid <laughs> when I put it <laughs> Things are going well in <laughs> but but like PlayStation uh, has just started to roll out a bunch of their games to PC. They just started like they changed one of their like subsidiaries or whatever to to PlayStation PC instead of PlayStation Mobile LLC. And God of War is available for pre-order on Steam, so we'll be able to play fucking God of War on the PC in January. And I honestly, I honestly never really thought that that would happen. And now people are thinking like, oh my God, are we finally going to get Bloodborne on PC? 
Because I would be so fucking all over that. Jesus Christ, I love Bloodborne, and I really haven't played a terrific amount of it. But God in heaven, that's such a great game. And I grew up with the PlayStation 2, so PlayStation, like, admittedly, I'll, I always side with PlayStation. I don't think Xbox is great. I think that Xbox is a better UI than the PlayStations have ever had. Because, God, I hate, I hate navigating a PlayStation. <laughs> it is the worst experience, and I don't understand it. But, yeah, like, growing up, I, you know, I was always playing Sly Cooper and Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank and Harry Potter 2, The Chamber of Secrets, and SXXXX. Wow, I really fucked that up. And Ty the Tasmanian Tiger and, and uh, shit. Yeah, I'm not sure that there's anything else I really have to talk about. So let's recap, kids. I broke up with my my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Work is going alright. School isn't great because this class sucks. Watch The Sopranos. Watched Oz. You should watch them both because they're pretty good. Got a bunch of new storage so I can watch even more things for forever. God of War is coming to PC. The Batman is coming to theaters. The Flash is coming to theaters. Spider-Man far, far, uh, far, uh, Spider-Man 3 is coming to theaters. I couldn't remember what it was called. No Way Home? Is that what it's called? I might have called it Far From Home earlier. I feel like I was more confident when I said it earlier, but I know that's not what it is. I think No Way Home is the title, so whatever. I think that's about it. Yeah, so hopefully everybody listening has a great Halloween. And if you don't celebrate it, that's fine. I don't fault you for it. Because I don't, I don't celebrate holidays for the sake of, like, the aspect of the holiday itself. It's more of, like, their excuses to do particular things one day out of the entire year. Everyone's favorite holiday is Christmas, and that, like, that's obvious. Even if it's, like, more of a corporate holiday thing. How many people celebrate? I mean, I'm, Christianity is very alive today, but like, I think I think I would wager that the majority of people who celebrate Christmas do it for the event of sharing gifts with each other rather than uh, honoring our fallen Abrahamic Lord Christ. <laughs> Probably, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the majority do it not for the Christ, but for for the giving. <laughs> But I would say the same thing for Halloween. It's it's not like people celebrate Sam Samhain Samhain. I've heard it. I've heard that pronounced in a few different ways. So I'm never confident in how to say the word because it's spelled like Samhain. But I've heard it pronounced like Samhain or something. Well, fucking what is it? I I don't know, and I don't feel like googling it because it's not like I'm gonna call it anything other than Halloween, which is a very easy word to pronounce. <laughs> I'm having a fun time just sitting here alone. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> and I hope that you watch plenty of horror films, and I hope that you eat disgusting things that are delicious but bad for you. Just this one time. Only once. Promise me. All right? Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Atomic Radio. I hope that you enjoyed it. Because this is definitely not my best work.
But if you're listening, you probably know that it's just me talking about things. So I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> I hope that you have a great day. Have a great holiday. And I love you. <laughs> that felt so weird. Just looking at the microphone directly and <laughs> kissing the air. <laughs> Goodbye. And, and good luck. <laughs>